Hey, you guys, I want to give you a warning before you listen to this video that I really need you to listen to. So, you know, just a clear, quick discrepancy, just warning to the viewers to be advised that what you're about to listen to will be hard to take in. So you said on this blue pole, yeah, you, you said on in the aisle, please. Can you leave my church and go put on man clothes? And don't come here like that no more. Thank you, Jesus. I, I hold a standard in here. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do on the outside is your business. But I will not let drag queens come in here. And y'all gonna come in here, you're gonna dress like a man. Now, whatever you do on the outside, that's your business. But when you come in this house, if you a man, dress like a man. If you a woman, you dress like a woman. I'm not going to allow it. My salvation is more important. And God is holding me accountable. Now, whatever you do outside these doors. I don't bash, I don't judge. But when you come in here, you will not be a drag queen. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost tell me in my spirit that this drag queen sitting here with wigs on. I'm going to ask you to be removed from the sanctuary. You cannot, I will not play this game. You will not, I don't care if you don't clap and you don't like it, don't come here. You will not be playing wigs and heels and fooling people up in here. See, I got the Holy Ghost for real. I can pick your spirit up in the back of the church. Hallelujah. Now, you, if you don't know me, don't come here and play with me. Okay, I can pick the spirit up. He was bothering my spirit. I had to see what he had on. Because that's a man, that's not a woman. Now, whatever you do on the outside, between you and God, you can dress drag all day but you gotta respect the rule of the house now they may allow it at other churches but if I know you a man with a wig on I'm either gonna snatch that wig off or you got to get up out of here cause as for me and my house nigga all it's you ain't got to never come back here but you're not gonna wear no heels in here Anybody that know my preaching, you know I don't call fags. Come on, come on. I don't do I don't do no bashing because everybody is struggling with something. But what I'm not gonna do is allow you to disrespect the house of God. Now that I can't do. You call me, talk about me, put me on live today. Okay, you can spread this all over the world and tell every drag to come in traffic. Because I stand for holiness. I can't make nobody live right, but I'm going to make you respect this house at 7040 Southwestern or don't come here. Don't come here throwing no wig and you a man. Come on. Come on. We're not going to do that, Donna here. Come on, come on, come on. Something. Dear Father God, I want to take this moment and I want to come to you. I want to come to you and I want to pray for my brothers and my sisters. 
that may really feel different. You know, God, um, just a few years ago, I sat on the opposite side and the color of my skin was being attacked. I was pushed into a narrative that, you know, all black people are X, Y, and Z. And God, I'm going to come to you for my brothers and sisters that are in the LGBTQ plus TI community. God, I'm not here because I'm disagreeing with what your words say. And as my brothers and sisters that are in that community are listening, I want them to know that I love them and you love them. God, every day I'm waking up, I'm fighting off something. I'm definitely not who I used to be, but there's still a lot on me. I'm not complete. I'm not complete until I'm with you. It's not going to be a day or a moment that I will not need you. And that's the same for my brother and my sister that's in this segregated group. God, my heart has been torn repeatedly over how your leaders have been called and how they treat them. I walk with you because I feel comfortable, comfort, love, and that I can completely be me. I love you because I know that you are alive and that you're here with me. That doesn't exclude because I'm different. I don't even have the same anything physically as you. But you love me. You created me. You put me here. So why would I let the world hold me down? So as I stand for those that are being bullied, mistreated, called out, (laughs) something you never did in Bethlehem, Jerusalem, And many more. I never read that you did things like that. You did address. You did speak about. But you did it just as calmly as this music. That embraces and comforts us in the background right now. You did it with loving open arms. You did it because you know this world wears an agenda. That's why you came, Jesus. So I have a message for my friends that are in the community and that are not. And I wanted to pray because I might step on some toes. If you're not walking, then you're not stepping on toes. But you got to do it with love. 
In Jesus' name, amen. What's up, Miss Red's audience? <laughs> the fact that you said it's Tuesday and I'm about to go press play means everything to me. Now, today's topic, conversation, will be tough. I'm going to go ahead and um, give you another warning. I'm going to say this. You probably will. Or you probably will not agree with what I'm about to say. But I'm asking you, if you already came here, that you listen and you have an open mind because I would love to know your thoughts. Even if it's different from mine, that doesn't mean that I cannot sharpen you and you cannot sharpen me. That's the problem. Do you not see the agenda that's being held at hand? You're different. Let me hate you. Raw. Don't listen to nobody else. Raw. They don't agree with you. Raw. Here we go. All right. So you heard the pastor speaking about well, he was speaking to a man that was dressed as a woman in his church. Now, I will um, talk at a pace because I want to make sure that my point gets across. And now that I'm not speaking out of um, like a high pitch emotions or anything like that, because this is on my heart for a reason. When I heard the video, I was immediately disgusted. And I'm going to share with you why. But I want to go ahead and let you know and paint the picture of what happened, as you just heard. The pastor standing up on the podium. Well, he's not standing on the podium. But he's standing on his stage. And he calls out a man that's dressed like a woman. Right there in that moment was a moment of humiliation. And if you disagree with me, Google the word. I've learned from my bro, all in, all out, Kevin Harris. Google and looking up words is a must. I think that's the smartest thing that man don't sharpen me to do. So I strongly, highly recommend, if you do not know what humiliation means, go look it up. So this pastor humiliated this human being, this male that was dressed like a woman. Now, Christian people, can I tell you why someone who want to get to know Jesus or have heard about Jesus care less to get to know about them? Because of people like you. You're mean. You call out a very visible thing that the Bible talks about. He didn't say... Well, let me speak to you, young man dressed like a woman, and let me speak to me because I probably done X, Y, or Z. Now, we are supposed to hold leaders, pastors, bishops, apostles, teachers, pastors at a high level. So what gives them the right to tear somebody's soul at that level? When Jesus is not recorded 
humiliating anyone. Anytime that Jesus was here on earth and he spoke about what was right and what was wrong, he talked to them. In fact, to everyone. I love the part about the woman that was committing adultery and everybody was like, stone her, beat her down. That is my paraphrase. And God said, well, hold on. If anyone here can be without sin and can cast the first stone, then throw it. Nobody could do it. Jesus asked everyone that was standing there to look at themselves. Now, I don't mind, you know, a pastor speaking truth, but he better not leave out his flaws either. You got pastors that literally struggle and cannot find the confidence to speak away, speak about the injustice in this world. To speak about the division that's in this world. I've heard other pastors do it. I have. And I'm not just saying, well, white pastors need to be doing it. Black pastors need to be doing it as well. And you haven't heard it. Not as much. So what gives this pastor the right to humiliate? And then say, I'm not here to hurt you. But then you just humiliated me. So gaslighting is not real. Narcissistic behavior is not real. Then he said, this is my house. Well, see, that's why God tells us to get outside of the walls and reach people. Because four walls don't make nothing. Now, I get it. You, you've been given a position. You've been, you, you felt that you've been called. And that's your, your, your name of your church and you're the pastor. What I think happened was the exposure that the Bible also talks about where he says there will be wolves in sheep clothing. Make sure you're paying attention to what you're listening to. Because nobody, me, you, or anyone has the right to call somebody out publicly like that to humiliate them. And you're not even speaking about yourself. Number two, the love would have been a congregation of everyone, not a just pointed out individual. Because if I'm already struggling with something, if I'm already dipping and dabbing in something that you know that the word has told you is hard and a sin, then why would you be used to come against me, to attack me? Because now what I'm really feeling is right. And whatever's already in my ear, that battle that I've been having, is going to win. I'm going to tell you why. Because my position and my current sin doesn't beat me down. It makes me feel free. It's the stipulations and the religion that rips me the shed that makes me want to stay away from it. And that's the agenda that is trying to be put out there into the world. I don't need to tell my brothers and sisters. Being gay is a sin. It's in the Bible. They know that. Come on, man. They know it. 
but they also know how they feel. And it's my job to be Christ-like. It's my job to love on them. And when the opportunity come, when the moment come, because it will, because I don't serve a what if God, a maybe God, huh, maybe he forgot, uh, he running late. I don't serve that type of God. I serve a on time God, a right now God, a moving God. God does the changing. He just uses me as the vessel to do the loving and the showing and the being able to show and display that I myself is struggling with X, Y, and Z. And I want to be able to talk about it. I don't want to be called out. I don't want to be set on the stage and the light shining at me. Hey, you guys, I'm back. So sorry for the little pause. But I wanted to jump back on to what I was saying. So, you know, I want to be able to, with my brothers and sisters that are struggling with any thing, whether I get it or not, I want to love you. I don't want to be the person because I'm a pastor or a teacher or whatever that I get to call you out. In fact, the same narrative just keeps happening. And it's just like, okay, let's just, let's dig in on the men dressing like women. And then when he was saying that this is my house. So you really telling us that, you know, you are only letting certain sinful people come through the door is what I heard. Because if the pastor and the other, the the worship leaders and, you know, anybody else that was in there, they all was without any sin. It took for someone to be dressed up to be called out. I don't even know if y'all really feel where I'm coming from. And I hope that I'm doing a great delivery of trying to get across that we have to literally, if you call yourself a a follower of Christ, you have to be so mindful of your brother and sister that is struggling and being beat down, whether it's because they are a different culture, because they're in a different community. They're in a different religion. They're in a different zone. And when he kept being manipulating, hypocrisy, double standard, I was just like, I'm broken. I'm broken for any person who struggles with that had to listen to that. And then he went to go and say, well, you can get your, uh, what do you call them? Drag queens to come for me. This ain't what they want. So you went from humiliation to trying to be, well, I'm not going to, you know, call you a fag. I don't do that. To get your drag queens, if they ready to do this, we can Because you don't know me. I heard so many 
emotions that were all unhealthy. Not one time did he take that opportunity or that moment to even call out that person and say, listen, I'm not calling on you to pick on you. I'm calling on you because I'm pretty sure we're sitting in a congregation of spectators that are probably mumbling up under their breath about what you got on. But this is my church. And I want you to know I love you. I don't agree, but I love you. And I as well struggle with something. See, that could have been an opportunity for everyone to know, hey, who am I? But it goes to that your sin is not greater than mine. When it when the Bible clearly tells you all sin is equal. Sin is sin. But for somehow, some way, you know, these very smart human beings that, that know it all, that know more than Jesus, <laughs> they love to say, oh, no, 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 not what I do. So someone that, you know, may struggle with porn don't deserve to be called out because it's not a physical. Mm. Someone that um, is repeatedly cheating or breaking down an individual behind closed doors don't need to be called out because as long as you can put on a smile. So why is it that the fake mask is overlooked but someone that's dressed up in the wrong wig is called out. I will not be quiet. I will not allow for that type of mistreatment to go forth. And I know speaking about this, I have ticked Satan off. He's been trying to come for me. But I tell you, and I already let him know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. If God is before me, who shall be against me? But I'm going to love everyone. Because of me, I'm in need of love every day. Signing out. Miss Red. What's up, Miss Red listeners? Okay, I want to go ahead and dive in. I know that I kind of gave like a little warning like I typically do before I started this message. But I want to just go ahead and get to it. It's on my heart. So, over here at Miss Red, we become from a flicker to a flame. If you go back to my very first recording, I mentioned to you how I will check me and then I will check you. You guys, I'm really coming for my Christian women right now. If you are still trying to find your way with Jesus, you really don't know which way you want to go. I I just, I'm thankful that you're here and you're listening, but I'm, I'm not coming for you because I can't. But I'm talking to my sisters that know better. I'm talking to my sisters that get up week after week, day 
after day and they display Jesus. And they're being used as a vessel to tear down their husbands, boyfriends, baby daddies, sneaky links, side pieces. I'm coming real today. I'm able to talk about it because I have been that woman. I've been that woman to tear down at a man. Now, me and my panel, we are going to do a discussion that's dealing with what Dr. Umar Johnson just went viral about. And I mean, it's good. I'm so glad that he set these three black men down and had a conversation and let them know what's up. But that's another topic. I'm back to my sisters. But I am talking to my sisters. My sisters from every culture that you could possibly think of right now. I want to get real with you. I want us to talk. In fact, DJ, do me a favor. Stop the music. All right. So, let me start off by telling you who I have learned that Jesus was. Jesus was a man in flesh that walked this earth. He's still alive. Although he went through a two-day period of where, you know, it was like the most horrific thing that any human being could ever go through. But he did that for you and me. And so when someone says that they love him, they don't do it because they're perfect. But what bothers me is when you use his name to hurt others. When you use his name as a display to make someone or another outside group of people make make it seem as if you are a good person. There's no way that we could sit up here on any platform and not discuss truth. So like I mentioned to you earlier, I was a woman that beat down a man with my words. Now, I was young, and that doesn't make it excusable. In fact, I'm glad that I did it when I was young, dumb, stupid, didn't know no better. Because now I'm able and I'm willing and I want to share and sharpen my other sisters of all cultures that are married, dating, engaged, or in their singleness, waiting for him. You know, they begin to tell us that our mouth is very powerful and it's a a weapon. And I learned that. But during the time, during my 20s, I didn't even really partake of that. What do you mean? Every man before you have done so much damage that I'm justified in how I talk to you, how I manipulate you, and how I shut down on you. I know that my words and my behavior and my hormones can be an excuse to be able to tear at your flesh and rip at your mind. 
your integrity, your your ability to even look or behave or significantly seem to be a man to me meant nothing. It was zero. My everyday goal was to tear down a man, that man, my man. So I was winning within my own circle, my own head, my own life, my own mind. But I was literally getting up every day, going to work, doing my usual on Wednesday Bible study and going to church every single Sunday. And get this. I was involved. I served. Every time a new event came up on the screen, I made sure that my name was there so that I could have the T-shirt, so that I could be in the group pictures, so that all those people on the outside could see that I was a participant. But no, my man, my husband, my friend, he's saying the total opposite. Jesus who? I operated love how? Patient, kindness, gentleness, forgiveness, grace. None of those things existed for me. I wasn't supposed to do that to him. I'm angry at him. I'm mad at him. Oh, yeah, he's supposed to do this. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing other women, real women, to come into my life and to show me to imitate, to display what a woman looked like. <laughs> In fact, what a daughter of a king behaved like. Ladies, if this is you, if you're currently married, dating, engaged, and your mouth and your behavior and your services to your significant other is of any remorse of lack of empathy, care, grace, forgiveness, communication. You are a tool being used to be a weapon against that man, to keep him cradled and just limited to what he can and supposed to do. You, yes, you. The woman that will title yourself a daughter of a king because you have a high attendance and events. Stop. Stop being the woman that I know has a character in the Bible. Stop being her when you're supposed to be more than that. Ruby's Diamonds and jewels. You're supposed to be precious, delicate, nurturing, loving, welcoming. Time after time we hear how women and we as Christian women can witness another woman doing this and say, this is not my business. I don't want to get into it with her and I'm not. But Miss Ray, I have something to say to you because I love you. And do you not know how free I am to have been broken from those chains? Do you not know how loving it is to be able to talk to a man with sense, calm, respect, 
to stand for what's right, to hold my head up. If I can do it, I know you can. That's why I want to ignite my flame in front of you. Because I see you flickering. But it's time to ignite and what's right to do. Our men are being attacked. That's the agenda. Again, I'm only talking to my women that are in church. Because only you will understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. We have other sisters that are looking to us to be those leaders and those role models. To show how it's supposed to be done. Not get in the word of God and become hell on top of hell. Jesus is not of such chaos. So therefore, if you are, he's not in you. I'm not moved by your social media post. I'm not moved by events and special occasions. I'm sickening. I'm disappointed. It's heartbreaking. The groups of other Christian married women do not impress me. You won't get a standing ovation or a clap on the back. In fact, because I don't want to be sued, I won't call your name out. But you know exactly who you are. And if we don't begin to stand for what's right, we'll keep falling for everything. It's time to stop, ladies. We pick and choose what we endeavor in. We pick and choose how we title ourselves. We pick and choose and say what identity we have. What are you learning at Bible study in church? What is the worship song even saying to you? How is your prayer life? Now, we're not sitting here speaking about this because you're supposed to be perfect. We're discussing this because you're supposed to be applying it. Let's grow together. Let's be able to tap each other on the shoulder and shake our hands and say, no, that's not okay. I have a sister that is not following Jesus right now that's in this community. And I'm sick of your behavior. I'm sick of your nonsense. I'm sick of this blasphemy. Making it think that this is Jesus and it's not. Stop. And I'm calling all my women out there that have grown, willing to be transparent, willing to be honest where they are and saying, I was this, but I'm no longer. Or even if you're the woman that's listening, you say, you know what? I've never had nobody check me like that. And she's right. I need to stop. Stand up. Speak out. Because we need to be locking in together. Because it's the light. That outshines the darkness. Remember that. Signing out. Miss Red. Hey Miss Red's listeners. 
I adore you. I appreciate you. I am so thankful for you. Okay, so you know I like to warn. Anytime I have a subject or a topic that might be a little, you know, stepping on some toes, here comes one. It's actually for my ladies, but fellas, listen, I actually need your help on this. I want you to listen to this because I'm geared up because I want to fight for you. So I want you to listen to this and I literally, I challenge you to share this podcast with one female. Now, when you share it with her, don't share it with her and say, hey, um, don't take this the wrong way or whatever. Share it with her and tell her to listen. Share it with someone you love. We got we to gotta get bold. We, we have to. But let me stop rambling. It's time for you to listen. I appreciate you.